Today is the Feast of St. Jerome. St. Jerome was a pious priest who the Pope commissioned to translate the Bibles. Translate the Bible, the Greek Bible and the Hebrew Bible, into Latin. It took him many years to do it, but he did it. It's the church's official Bible. It's called the Latin Vulgate. St. Jerome. Today's Gospel, Luke 10. Woe to thee, Chorazin, this is Jesus speaking, woe to thee, Basidia, for if in Tyre and Sidon had been wrought the mighty works that have been wrought in you, they would have done penance long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, thou shalt be thrust down to hell. He that hears you hears me. He that despises you despises me. He that despises me despises him that sent me. Those last couple verses there, he that hears you hears me. He that despises you despises me. Jesus is speaking to his apostles. He's also speaking about his apostles' successors, the bishops. He that hears the bishop hears Jesus. He that despises the bishop despises Jesus. That's why you can't throw your bishop under the bus. You can't say, you're not my bishop no more. You're not good enough for me. You can't do that. You're not obliged to obey them on matters of faith and morals if they go off the rails. If they start teaching you something that's contrary to the deposit of faith, you reject it. You have the duty to reject it. Reject it to his face even. But you cannot throw your bishop under the bus. You can't throw the office under the bus, okay? You could throw your bishop's shenanigans under the bus, get rid of that, but you know, but you can't throw the bishop and his office under the bus. Where the bishop is, the Catholic Church is. Where there's no bishop, there's no Catholic Church. So we must respect the office of bishop, but never, ever respect the deposit of faith being dismantled. No, no, no. Two questions today from the Baltimore Catechism number three on prayer. First one pertains to attention at prayer. What should our attention at prayer be? Our attention at prayer should be threefold. Three things. Attention to the words that we may say them correctly and distinctly. Attention to their meaning if we understand it. And attention to God to whom the words are addressed. That's fabulous instruction right there on, on vocal prayer. See, our prayers are addressed to God. They should be really, really well done, the best that we can, okay? So attention to the words, saying them correctly and distinctly. Only the best for God. Attention to the meaning, if we understand it. Sometimes we're praying in Latin, we don't quite understand it, but that's okay. God does. And attention to God, to whom the words are addressed. Recollection. And the final question here. What should the position of the body be when we're praying? At prayer, the most becoming position of the body is kneeling upright. But whether we pray kneeling, standing, sitting... The position of the body should always be one indicating reverence, respect, 
and devotion. We may pray even lying down or walking, for Jesus says we should pray at all times. And for Latin today, it is et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris. It's the longest of the uh, seven petitions of the Our Father. I think it's the most difficult one to translate into English into your head when you're praying it. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And St. Pius X teaches us that in this petition we're asking God for the grace to be forgivers. Instantly forgive injuries. Today is Friday. It's a day of penance. No meat today. Pick some penance and stick with it all day. Remember, Jesus says, do penance or perish.